Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DFS Today podcast and The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Wednesday, February 8th, and today is our last football podcast of the NFL season. It is a little bit of a bittersweet feeling. I'll hit some housekeeping in one second. Today's episode is Super Bowl best bets, Super Bowl props, Super Bowl DFS, all things related to the big game this Sunday. To do that, I'm joined live by our guests throughout all of the playoffs. Joining me and crushing it, Gibby Graves. Gib, welcome back. How was your two-week break? You ready to be back on the pod? Ready to be back. Ready to, to make some money on, on some Super Bowl bets. Let's do it. Before we get to that stuff, I just want to let the listeners know, today is, like I just said, our final NFL podcast. I don't know what I would be potting about for DFS in the NFL for the foreseeable future, but... As I start every episode, I say welcome to the DFS Today and the Advantage podcast. That is because all of these episodes all season have been posted on two different podcast feeds. Obviously, the DFS Today feed and the Advantage feed. Moving forward, I am going to be potting probably once a week, maybe twice a week, about the NBA, NBA gambling, picking out lines, breaking down slates, doing a lot of the same stuff that I've done for football on this podcast, but I'm not going to be touching on NBA DFS stuff too much. And for those reasons, those podcasts will not be put onto both streams. So moving forward, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast feed called The Advantage. You can check on my Twitter at mfiddle14. I will make sure I have the show link in my bio. I will make sure that I tweet out all the episodes moving forward. So that way you can get access to the NBA content which will begin next week. However, today is our last football day. I do plan to be back next season. We never know what the future brings, but as of right now, I say it's our last football podcast for this season. Uh, it was a pleasure to do it this season. I absolutely dominated in the gambling space, crushed it in DFS. I think doing this has made me even better and sharper at what I do. So it's kind of uh, work for me, work for you, you know, mutual beneficial relationship here. Symbiotic, I would call it. Gib, let's jump right into this game. This line opened at Chiefs minus one and a half. And literally, it took about 30 minutes for the line to change, for the Eagles to become favorites. There was massive amounts of sharp money that entered the market on the Eagles. It pushed the line to Eagles minus 1.5, so through the zero threshold. Now the Eagles are the betting favorite. How are you seeing this game? Who do you think should be the favorite? Which side are you on? If you're going to go sides, totals, I could talk about the total real quick. Total's been all over the place too. I think it opened up at 48 and a half. It went as high as 51 at a point. It bounced back down to 49 and a half. Now it's at 50 and a half. Total's been all over the place. Sides have been both directions. Give me your thoughts. How are you feeling about this game? Not too many indicators from the gambling side besides the sharp side is the Eagles. Sharp side is Eagles. I am on the opposite side. I've been <clears throat> I've been rolling with the, the Chiefs all season. I've been rolling with my man Mahomes all season. I think he is a special talent, and I think his legacy, a, a big part of it, is on the line, and he knows that. And um, I think that they they come through. Uh, and so I'm taking Chiefs money line here um, as my as my favorite bet um, for the Super Bowl. 
So you're taking the plus 104 on the money line instead of the plus one and a half, and you're paying minus 110. So you're taking the, you're getting a point and a half for 14 cents on the dollar. Uh, decent. It's very, it's very in that middle space for like how much points per dollar. Generally, you're getting 10 cents per half a point. So if to move this point, one and a half points to the money line and only get 14 cents. I'd personally recommend the uh, taking the one and a half, even if you like the Chiefs. I'm on the other side. I'm on the Eagles. We know this. I'm going to explain how I'm dealing with this 40 to 1 Eagles future that I've had in a little bit. But if I were coming into this with a blank slate, Gib, I would be on the opposite side as you. I'd be on Eagles minus one and a half. I'd pay the minus 110 juice on that. Uh, or I'd play the minus 122 on the money line. Again, you're not selling. Uh, too much you're selling a point and a half for 12 cents so i think selling the points and taking the eagles money line actually makes some sense if i was on the chiefs i would take the plus one and a half what about the total game if you're going to be contrarian and you're going to be on the chiefs does that impact your play on the total do you think it becomes a shootout do you think it's more defensive i would think over and chiefs are more correlated in this spot yeah i'm going i'm going with the over um i think that um it's going to be a little bit more offensive than uh, some of the, the previous games have been with the Chiefs. Uh, I think they have to – if they're going to win, they have to be on the money, especially on offense. Um, so I'm going I'm going over here. I think Mahomes tosses a few touchdowns. I'm, I put a player prop for him to throw three, at least three touchdowns, three or more. Uh, I think the I think the over is – is it one and a half right now? For his player props? Yeah, I think it's one and a half. But I, I have three for him. So I think that impacts like the over – uh, and I'm going with the with the over for for this game, and I think that you know Philly also has a pretty dynamic offense, and in order to to keep up, they're going to also try and score a bunch. So I'm going I'm going over here. So yeah, that would make a lot of sense to me for you to say I'm going to go with the over if I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the over is the right side in the market. It's currently 50 and a half at Fanduel, juiced to the over at minus 115. The under is minus 105. So clearly more money coming in on the over. Again, this total opened at 48 and a half. It's been bet up two points if we're just looking at opening line to closing line right now. Give, let me ask you one question. With 76% of money on the Eagles and the Eagles now being a minus 1.5, if you were having no bets as of this moment and you wanted to take the Chiefs, would you take it now thinking the market settled or would you even potentially wait and potentially get a better line, say plus two or better than the plus 104, thinking that it might continue to roll in the Eagles' direction? Of course, we never know. We can get some massive, you know, Patrick Mahomes underdog money come in Sunday morning and that totally changed the game. So would you wait on it or do you think you should jump in now while, while it's there? I would wait. I think that a lot of people, as you said, 74% of bets right now are in Eagles. I think they're going to yep. continue to get most of the bets. I think if the money's going to go, if the line's going to move anywhere, it's going to move uh, in favor of the Eagles, and therefore you'll get more points with the Chiefs. So I would wait, uh, hopefully, till Saturday or Sunday and see uh, if that line has changed at all. Um, maybe two and a half, maybe two. Um, but I would wait if you're going to if you're going to take my advice and, and think about um, putting money on the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I would wait until maybe Saturday night. Sunday morning, you might get so many public action in the market, and there might be a lot of Chiefs backers. So I would say maybe Sunday is the day to avoid. But if you want to wait until Saturday at this point, I think it's going to stay at that 
1.5 or even move more towards the Eagles. So again, 76% of money on the Eagles right now. If the books are, are going to try and bring that exposure down, they are going to bump up the line of the Chiefs. So they're going to give you better value on the Chiefs so that the book itself has less exposure on an Eagles winning the Super Bowl. That's kind of how I'm playing the sides. Gib, we've talked about how I have this Eagles 40-1 to 1 Super Bowl ticket. Now, I've been torn apart for two weeks about how to deal with this because on one hand, I'd want to hedge because you have an underdog in Mahomes, and I just, again, 40-1 to 1 ticket, I'll end up with serious egg on my face if Mahomes smacks the Eagles, and I didn't even consider hedging this, and I would have won 40 units, and instead I'm minus one unit. Like, that is just not how I want to go into this game if it's against Mahomes, and I even think I would have done it against the Bengals. I would have I don't know. I don't know how I would have played it, but now here we are with the Chiefs, with Mahomes as an underdog, and there's certainly value there. I've reached out to some professional gamblers on Twitter. I've reached out to some other people in the market that I really trust, and I got some great advice, and this is how I decided to play it. You could give me your reaction. I took a Chiefs alternate spread at plus three and a half, and I already did it. I probably should have waited. I already did it. I took it. I got minus 162 on the plus three and a half. And my idea was I just opened up a three-point middle spot to potentially win both bets. So I hedged it by taking 16 units on Chiefs plus three and a half to win 10 units. So I'm either going to profit like nine units on a Chiefs win or potentially even 50 units if the Eagles win by three. And, of course, like 24 units if the Eagles win by four or more. So talk to me about how you like that spot. Do you think I hedged it well? Any chance of hitting this middle? Uh, would you have done the same? Would you have played it any differently? If you have a Chiefs, you do have a Chiefs future ticket. How are you playing that? Explain to me yeah, how we're talking I, about the future market. I, I like your hedge. I think the hedge is, you know, 40 to 1. It's such a big ticket that, like, you've gotten extremely – it was a great bet now, like – you don't want to end with nothing, right? So you want to, you want to. I, I agree with your hedge there. Uh, I have a Chiefs bet um, that I put in preseason uh, at the time was plus a thousand, uh, and then I have a. I also have a Eagles bet that I did pre playoffs. So I don't know if you remember from last podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I remember both. talking about that. Um, so I'm not touching either of those. The the Eagles is plus five fifty. Um, so I'm still leaning Chiefs. Um, are still um, are they the same bit. bet? Are they the same bet amount? But then the Chiefs one, since it's plus one thousand, is almost twice as high than the plus five fifty. So your exposure is tilted towards the Chiefs. Exactly. So and then I and that's what I wanted. So I'm keeping. Right. I'm not. I'm not adding any more money to to the bets. I'm just I'm more exposed to the Chiefs, which is what I what I want. But I, I back to your to your hedge. Um, and your question of do you think that there's a chance of Eagles winning by three or three or less? Um, I think absolutely. I think this is the, the all, this is the smart play. This is the the play that you have to you have to go with. Um, if the and if the smarter betters or like the professional betters are saying this is what to do, I'm gonna trust them more than me saying my gut says yes. 
<laughs> you know what else is saying that this is a smart thing to do is the conspiracy theorists out in the NFL market right now claiming that everything's rigged and scripted. Apparently the script is out for this game that it's 37-34 Eagles when it's all said and done. So we're hitting the over, we're hitting the, the plus three, we're cashing big. If that comes to fruition, then, I'm, then I'll accept the NFL's rigged gladly. No, I'm joking. Obviously I don't think the NFL's rigged. Um, if, that's but, for, if that happens though, those conspiracy theorists are going to have – have some serious things to say. <laughs> it is it is too funny. Arian Foster set the world ablaze with this whole, yeah, I got this script and blah, blah, blah. That man is too funny. Also, shout out, if you guys know about Arian Foster, unbelievable singer. He goes by the uh, artist named Bobby Fino. Listen to the song Watermelon Sunrise by Bobby Fino. It is legit in my liked songs on my Spotify playlist. It is the best athlete song Sorry, Dame Dalla. I've ever heard. Um, I think LeBron... He's a better singer than Oladipo? Oh, no. He's not a better singer than Oladipo. Oladipo's got some chords. But uh, just the, the actual song, I'll send it to you after this pod, Give Watermelon Sunrise by my former RB1, Arian Foster, is a banger. Arian Foster, great follow on Twitter also. A lot of, yeah. lot of funny content. A lot of funny content from him. Especially the script. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about some props, Gib. I want to go yeah. through who, who we're targeting for props, MVPs. Like, if if we like the Chiefs and we like uh, – I'm I don't like the Chiefs, so I'm, I'm speaking for you. If you like the Chiefs and you like Mahomes to, th- to throw three touchdowns, would you rather take the Mahomes MVP at plus 130 instead of the plus 104 on the Chiefs? Would you split up your bet and do a little bit of exposure – on that, a little bit of exposure on the Chiefs. How do you see see this happening? Could you, is, could there be a different, you know, Chiefs MVP that you like? Uh, talk to me about the MVP race. Uh, MVP race. I don't think that they would give it to someone different, but Kelsey scares me a little bit, right? Like if Kelsey has two touchdowns, 120 yards, catches the game winner, and Mahomes throws maybe two picks, you could see an argument where. They give it to Kelsey over over Mahomes. Um, I don't think that'll happen, but it scares me enough to be like, ah, I'd rather take the the Chiefs winning rather than the the Mahomes uh, MVP pick here. So that's not a that's not. I, I don't want to pick Mahomes MVP just for that reason. I'd rather put my money in a different on different player props or different props other than the the MVP um, prop here. I actually agree with that. I think in a one-game scenario, anything crazy can happen. Historically, we've seen some defensive players win MVP, some wide receivers win MVP. Uh, It's generally a quarterback award, but you never know in a one-game scenario. I did this in the NBA last season when we had Celtics and Warriors. I was very adamant that if we're going to play the Warriors side, just play better odds and take Steph MVP. Like if the Warriors are winning over a four games, over a seven game series where you need to win four, Steph was winning MVP. Like there was no other player on that team that I could have seen got it done. And I said the same thing for 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 Tatum on on the Celtics side. This side, this time I feel differently. This time I feel like if you're gonna take an MVP bet, take a small bet on a long shot that you like. So maybe you like Kelsey. Kelsey's sixteen to one. My personal pick is Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm talk to talk about him a bit in the props that we go through, but I really do think this sets up to be a potentially explosive Miles Sanders game. We've seen Kenneth Gainwell be pretty uh, relevant in the Eagles run game the last two weeks, but that's been when they've taken huge leads and they've been pulling Miles Sanders essentially out of the game 
because there's you know one more game to play, one more one more week to finish off, uh, two more weeks when they were playing the Giants, one more week when they were playing the 49ers. But now we are here in the Super Bowl, and I think if the uh, Eagles have a sizable lead in the second half, it's not going to be Gainwell. It's still going to be Sanders. So I think Sanders is going to get the ball 17, 18 times. He's shown that he's an end zone guy this season. Historically, wasn't. This season changed that narrative about himself. He gets in the end zone. So if Miles Sanders gets two touchdowns, 18 carries, plays a big role, maybe gets 120 yards, similar to your Kelsey take. You find the guy who's going to have 120 and two touchdowns, right? Where's the where's the upside in that? So for me, it's Miles Sanders. I'm on the Miles Sanders plus 2,500 MVP. I'm on his over 59 and a half rushing yards, and I'm on Miles Sanders anytime touchdown. I got it at plus 115. It's now even at plus 120 on FanDuel, so you can get better odds there. I like all three of those for small props. Any players that you're targeting, do you want to respond to my Miles Sanders takes? Yeah, uh, Miles Sanders has a chance to, to break out, have a good game. I mean, I think he's the best bet if it's not going to be Hurts on the Eagles side. Um, I agree with that. Uh, unless I've heard a lot of talk about Goddard having a breakout game because he's finally fully healthy. You know, the, the last game, the 49ers were like, th- that game was over after the first quarter, so they weren't really showing him. So the over, you know, I think it's 60 yards for Goddard maybe is the is the over for his yards and any time touchdown. You could, you could talk, I could talk myself into maybe Goddard at the very long shot odds to, to win MVP on that side. Um, who I'm targeting, uh, I'll go Chiefs side other than Mahomes. Uh, we met, we talked about this yesterday briefly, but I really like McKinnon here. I know a lot of people have their money on Pacheco having a breakout game and then Kelsey also having a good game. But McKinnon, you know, down the stretch of the regular season was was phenomenal. You know, he had a bunch of games where he had, I want to say like 90 or 80 receiving yards uh, and multiple touchdowns. I think the last, maybe it was the last seven weeks he had a touchdown almost every game or seven straight games. Um and he wasn't really involved last week, which is why I think Andy Reid is cooking something up for my boy. Uh, and so I have, for my long shot bet, McKinnon over 19.5 receiving yards and anytime touchdown for my boy McKinnon. I think that's a great topic. We need to discuss Pacheco versus McKinnon. There are a lot of people on the Pacheco train uh, this week. It's like seventh round rookie going to ball out in the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe. Certainly, maybe. I heard there were 17 running backs drafted ahead of Pacheco this season, and, and now here he is, like, splitting time workload in the Super Bowl. Uh, if this is going to be – we talked about this two weeks ago, Gabe. If this is going to be a game where Mahomes is affected by that ankle at all, it sets up well for both running backs. It sets up well for Pacheco to get more groundwork because, you know, they're not going to – send Mahomes into as many dropbacks, and it sets up for McKinnon to get a lot of short, quick game passing work. So nailing that and either getting McKinnon or Pacheco right, obviously Gibby's going with McKinnon, is going to be crucial. If you get it right, you have a huge boost to your odds to win like a DFS lineup. If you put them in there, if you, you know, have a bet and a prop, if you get it right, you'll probably hit your prop because one of these guys will hit their overs, the other guy probably will hit the unders. So Gibby is here going McKinnon, I don't have a lean both ways. I've seen a lot of uh, public action on Pacheco, which then maybe makes me think McKinnon's actually the right choice because, uh, you know, I love fading the public. It's probably my favorite thing to do in sports betting. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll side with you there, Gib. Let's take McKinnon. 
to be the main Chiefs running back of the weekend. Any pass catchers on the Chiefs? Let's look at these injuries. I think Juju playing, Kadarius Tony. Are they all playing? Uh, Hardman, the IR. Hardman's not. Hardman's not playing. Everyone else is playing. Do you like any of them for player props, uh, or would you just not target any of them? Just stick with Mahomes on the on the three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm. I'm staying away from the wide receivers there. I. I can't trust any of them. Like Valdez Scantling going off last week. Are the Eagles going to make sure that he doesn't go off? So therefore, it's going to be either Tony or Juju. But then again, they are hurt. Tony gets hurt every game. So I, I can't trust him not to get hurt in the Super Bowl and then mess up all my parlays. Um, I'm staying away from the pass catchers other than my boy T. Kelsey uh, on the Chiefs side. I have a few props I want to throw at you, and you get. let me get your reaction to these, all right? Okay. Let's go. These are some, like, funky ones. I have two of them that I personally really like a lot. I've actually put down some of my own money on these, so when you hear me saying them, they are actually some of my best bets. Okay. First is a minus 2,500 odds. So this implies a probability, let me do the quick calculation, of 96% chance of happening, Give, and that is, will there be a safety in this game? I'm going with no. So my reasoning for that is, one, I take this bet in nearly every Super Bowl. Thankfully, the one that I didn't take it in was the Broncos-Seahawks Super Bowl where I was there with family of the Broncos because I was uh, roommates with John Fox's son at the time. I've talked about that a few times on the pod. Um, I saw there was so much public steam and or sharp steam in action on the Seahawks that I didn't bet that game at all because I was going to the Super Bowl with my family and with Cody's family. Um there was a safety in that game. Now I'm saying there's not going to be a safety in the Super Bowl. We have two very smart coaching staff. We have a dominant run line and trenches in Hurts and the Eagles. I don't see the Chiefs bringing enough pressure to get a safety against this team or them doing something dumb enough. And on the flip side, you have Mahomes, who's just the smartest quarterback in the league. Now that Brady's out. Um, and I just don't think there's going to be a safety. It's a pretty straightforward bet. There's probably not even going to be an opportunity for there to be a safety. Of course, you even need to be taking a snap on the two-yard line, the three-yard line. So, I don't know. I, I like this. It's obviously very long odds, but I like it closer to 99% as opposed to uh, 96%. So, anytime you're getting expected value in the implied probabilities, I think it's worth taking. I laid down two units on it to take home 0 0.08 units. I know it is bet a little to win a little, but hey, any profit's good profit. Gib, any thought that there's going to be a safety in this game? Uh, the only the only caveat that I have or issue that I have with it is the Chiefs kicker Townsend is a great is a uh, their punter great punter. Yeah. And so if there's going to be an opportunity to pin somebody within the five yard line. Really, it's got to be within the two-yard line, right? I, I don't think safeties really happen within, like, five, if you're on the five. If there's a punter who Dan can make it happen. Dan Orlovsky's not running out of the back of the end zone in this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, is Tommy Townsend can put them in the spots, that would scare me. Um, and so, to me, not big enough. I, I also like to bet bigger odds. So, to me, I'm not going to do it. Not worth it. That, that small profit for me. Um, just because of Tommy Townsend. But, you know, I don't think that 
I don't think it's going to happen, but if there's there's a small chance because of Tommy Townsend. All right, my next one. Gatorade color to be dumped on the coach after the game. I have two bets here, and it's pretty simple. You can take both yellow and green. Like, yellow-green is one color. It's it's like a green-lime type of situation, but it's yellow. Uh, That is one color. That is the betting favorite at plus 200. And the other one I'm taking is orange at plus 250. So... Not, I'm not taking these because I am the most loyal to orange Gatorade that you will find. Like, you will not find me sipping on any cool blue or fruit punch or lemon lime. I am an orange Gatorade guy to my soul. Um, however, the reason to take these bets are last two weeks ago when the Eagles played the 49ers, they dumped green, yellow Gatorade on Sirianni after the game. I do not think the Eagles are going to change their Gatorade color in a matter of two weeks. The flip side of that is the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they dumped the orange on Andy Reid. So we have examples. We have footage of each what each team has been using. I don't think it's going to change that much. And for that reason, we could actually take both sides and be profitable regardless of the outcome. So maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to do more Eagles yellow or I'm going to do more Chiefs orange because that's the way I'm leaning. I just split up my bet perfectly equal. Very small exposure, just a quarter unit on both, thinking regardless of who wins this bet, I'm probably going to bring home money. Uh, The fact that you're so loyal to Orange Gatorade baffles me. Uh, (laughs) Orange Gatorade is clearly the second worst. Lemon lime. Whoa, hot take. (laughs) Lemon lime is the worst. Yellow is the worst. Red and blue are clearly the best. So because of my rankings, I'm going yellow. I'm going lemon-lime is what they're going to dump. There's going to be the most of it available because players don't drink that. It's going <laughs> to be lemon-lime getting dumped because it's the worst one. All right. Now we're talking about arbitrary props. There is one prop that I always bet, although it provides no value at all, but it is fun as hell. Heads or tails on the opening coin toss. They are both a minus 104 at FanDuel. Pick your poison. It is not a good bet. Bet a small amount, but it makes that opening moment so much fun when you're watching the Super Bowl. Give heads or tails. I went tails last year. Going heads. All right. I'm going to ride with you. The DFS Today podcast and the advantage. We are taking heads for the coin toss. We'll probably throw half a unit on it. Minus 104. Let's ride. And I hope... You know, what I'm really looking for, Gib, let me point this out. If anyone can find this in the market, I have not been able to find this. I played this at minus 3,000 before last year's Super Bowl. I would do it again. If you could find a bet that says the winner of the coin toss is going to A, receive, B, kick, or C, defer, pick defer. Both of these coaches, Andy Reid has uh, not deferred, like literally one time as the Chiefs coach in his eight years there Sirianni has never not deferred so both these teams have literally deferred all season long all last season it's clear as day there's not going to be a weather effect in this game there's not going to be a like let's get the ball first because the wind of this direction we're in Phoenix Arizona take defer I don't even think books are offering it right now because that is like a 99.9 percent chance of happening but if you can and if you could parlay like heads with defer then that's a great bet in my opinion. Uh, I have not been able to find it in the market. If you find it yourselves, 
please let me know because I would like to join you and put some money on deferring the coin toss. Um, Gib, let's talk about some DFS stuff. Do you have any other player props you want to talk about or we're good? I think we're good on the, on All the right. player props. Let's talk about DFS, and since we're talking about one game only, we're playing a showdown lineup, so a bit different than what we've done on the podcast all season. I've given out some showdown lineups on my Twitter feed, but we haven't really discussed a single game slate on the podcast. So just so that you guys know, maybe you've never done this before because you only play full slates, showdown lineups are one captain, which costs 1.5x the amount of their normal price, followed by five flex position so you have six players on your team a captain and five flexes there is no positional requirements to this there are kickers even allowed in showdown highly recommend kickers in showdown they are cheap and they are consistent point getters um, i also think in these showdown spots we need to think who is going to be our captain what are potential contrarian captains for our uh GPP tournaments, who we're going to play into for cash games, for flexes, all those kind of things, Gib. Um, and then the last thing I want to just discuss is when you're doing these showdown lineups, you need to at least have one player from each team. So you can't just have six Eagles. You can have five Eagles and one Chief. You can have five Chiefs and one Eagle. You could split a three and three however you want. But you must have a player from both sides. So those are the rules of showdown. Let's talk about this slate Captain choices in cash games, I think, have to be either Mahomes or Hertz. I am going with Hertz. I'm going to assume you're going with Mahomes. I'm going Mahomes. Okay. That's an easy enough discussion in itself. We don't need to belabor that. Besides those two captains, if you're going to play a cash game, if you're playing a 50-50, if you're playing a double up, don't choose a different captain. Just don't do it. If you're playing in a GPP tournament... Who are some potential other captains that you can say, oh, this captain's going to be low-owned, might explode, and that's the guy I want to go with? For me, Gib, very obviously it's Miles Sanders, just the same way that I'm playing into him from an MVP perspective, from an over perspective, or all the props. If I'm going to continue to go into this angle more, it would be with a GPP play on Miles Sanders as my captain. I like that. Um, from, the, uh, from the Philly side... If I was to do it for the Chiefs side, got to go Kelsey, right? Um, he was the one I said, if I if, if Mahomes doesn't win MVP on the Chiefs side, it could be him. Because you, 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 it could be a, a Travis Kelsey. For, remember he had five touchdowns in that one game or like four touchdowns, whatever it was. And like he could have a crazy game. Uh, he's just that good. He's that talented. Um, it would be Kelsey if, I was, if it was anyone else on the Chiefs side. Okay. Let's talk about the flexes. First question to ask is, are you making sure you get the other quarterback in your lineup as a flex? So you're playing Mahomes as your captain. Are you angling yourself to say, I got to at least get myself Jalen Hurts in my lineup too as a flex? Or are you going to say, I don't necessarily need both quarterbacks? I'm saying yes. Um, I'm putting in my lineup, I have Jalen Hurts. Um, I think there's a chance that his running uh, is going to be a huge part of this game, which also might make him a good option for captain as you have him. Uh, but I want both. I just think that they're both going to have incredible games. It's going to be a quarterback game, uh, and I want Jalen Hurts' running ability. Um, if if Miles, I mean, 
if you think Miles Sanders is going to have a huge game, maybe maybe Hurts isn't having the same kind of game. Um, but for me, I think Mahomes is going to have a huge game and Hurts is going to have a huge game, so I want both in my lineup. Okay. Love that take. I completely agree. And to give the listeners some more insight, I do check five different optimizers every week. Right now, four out of five of the optimizers have both quarterbacks in the lineup. So there are three, four that have Jalen Hurts as the captain, one that has Mahomes as the captain, but three out of the four lineups, even the one that has Mahomes as the captain, still has Hurts in the lineup. So I think you're trying to fit both of these players into your lineup and lock in having two quarterbacks in a cash game for sure. Um, probably in a GPP also, unless you're going super contrarian. Um, kickers, Gib. Butker or Elliott? Are you playing any defense? Which defense would you prefer? Uh, I'm personally playing Harrison Butker as my flex, and I'm not playing any defenses as of now, but I would consider Eagles defense. How are you reading those options? Uh, kicker, it's going to be Butker. I just... He's a great kicker, great name. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going with Bucker. So is Tommy Townsend as their punter. They got great kicker names. You know, if you're going to play for the Chiefs, you need to have a sick name. Um, defense, I'm going nobody. Uh, I don't like defense here. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think that would be, if that's my hypothesis, if that's my thesis that I'm going with, it doesn't really fit the mold of what I'm, what I'm having here. Okay, last question for you. I agree. Uh, probably not playing any defense. Definitely playing Butker. Would you would you actually rather Jake Elliott over Butker if you're playing Mahomes? Because if Mahomes is going to get the touchdowns, then maybe Elliott gets the field goals. Or you're saying Butker just gets the extra point after two and then could hit some 50-yarders and whatnot. Yeah, um, I would think that Butker maybe like end of half has a 50-yarder um, I'm still going Bucker over over Elliott. Although Elliott's been kind of, he's been a great kicker, especially in the playoffs. He's been an unbelievable kicker in the playoffs too. But yeah, I'm going Bucker's, I, I, Bucker's I'm the guy. He's two hundred dollars cheaper, and and all five optimizer lineups are playing Harrison Bucker right now. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of Dallas Goddard in the flexes, a lot of Travis Kelsey in the flexes, and one name that I'm seeing that I want to discuss with Gibby is Noah Gray. He is the second tight end on the Chiefs. He is $1,200. There are a few of these optimizer lineups that are playing Noah Gray as a way to get really cheap, as a way to get Kelsey, Mahomes, and Hertz all in the lineup up top, playing into the idea that the Chiefs' wide receivers are hurt, that they use him on weird gadget plays in the in the red zone, that his anytime touchdown prop is surprisingly low. I think that's more of a public reaction to, oh, what's going to be the fun, weird play that the Chiefs do? It's like, oh, it's the, the Noah Gray direct snap running as the quarterback. You know, he does the QB sneak instead of Mahomes. Mahomes playing on a hurt ankle. Do we really think they're going to have him QB sneak from, the, from a fourth and one, or are they going to slide over Noah Gray and have him do it? Do you like the idea of playing Noah Gray, or would you avoid that because he might just give you a flat-out goose egg? I'm, a, I'm avoiding. Um, we, they have, what, three tight ends? Uh, Kelsey, him, and, and Fortson, who's playing. Oh, yeah. There's a chance that Fortson gets that, whatever that junk play is, or the junk touchdown, not junk, but like the surprising one. There's also a high likelihood that Fortson gets it, who's a 
beast in the in the red zone. So I'm staying away from Noah Gray. Uh, I think he he might put up a big old goose egg, and that scares me too much. Yeah, I haven't really decided how I'm going to play that now. I haven't finalized my DFS lineup. I'm I'm definitely looking at it because the flexibility gives you like you can literally give have Mahomes, Kelsey, Goddard, Hurts, Butker if you play Noah Gray. Like you can have a dominant lineup, and I like that a lot. So it's like, ugh, is a potential goose egg even get me to the point where I'm still going to cash in a 50-50 if he gets one or two balls? Like, he literally needs three points, four points to perform and hit his expectation. Is, so there, one or two is, plays, there, anyone, is there anyone else that you would think other than, because I'm thinking maybe like Justin Watson, um, Scott on the Eagles, I think he's 3000 which is a little more expensive. Um Pascal, Pascal from the Eagles, like, is is Noah Gray the guy, the, the only cheap option you'd consider? Quez Watkins would be the other one. He's, what, 1,000? 1,400. Uh, um, he would be the other one that I would consider. Like, I, the only issue with that I have with that, Gib, is because the lineup I just gave you, Mahomes, Hurts, Kelsey, Goddard, Butker, if you went with all of them, no, you don't even have the $200 difference between Noah Gray and Quez Watkins. You don't even have the money to go Quez. So that's why I would go Noah Gray because the rest of the lineup around it. But I do really like the question. I think Quez Watkins, he's an absolute deep threat. If he gets one play, if he gets literally one of his deep balls, he has overperformed expectation and he's given you like a 3x on your price tag, which is exactly what you hope for. You know, if we're talking price to point ratio and Jalen Hurts is uh, – Sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars. His, you know, three X on his price tag is like forty-five points. So, if we're getting just price to point ratio, obviously with the spend ups, you don't get as much of an explosion. You you get the more fantasy points, but you don't get the price to point ratio explosion. So you'd be hoping for like thirty-five out of Jalen Hurts, but you simply need three or four points out of one of these real budget options to then have you in a good spot with the rest of your lineup. So that's why I do like it. You don't need much. You just need a little bit at that tiny price tag. Um, yeah, I think that that covers the DFS space, right? Agreed. Uh, so are you are you locking in Hertz and Kelsey into other uh, flex positions for yourself or Hertz and Butker? Uh, I am locking in Hertz. And Bucker, uh, still debating Kelsey. I'm trying to figure out how the the rest of the lineup. I haven't finalized it, but I'm definitely locking in having Mahomes as my captain and Hurts as one of my flexes and Bucker in, in the lineup as well. So I haven't figured out how I'm going to play my contrarian Miles Sanders captain lineup, but I do think I might play that this lineup that Hurts as my captain, Mahomes, Kelsey, Goddard, Butker, Noah Gray. I don't normally give out full lineups on the DFS Today podcast, but it is our final episode, and that is kind of where my mind is leaning right now. Um, I think that wraps us up, Gib, right? Is, is, is there anything else we need to discuss for the Super Bowl? Uh, the only other thing that we, we wanted to, to, to briefly mention was about the operators offering bonuses. and the Oh, yes. Yes. This is brilliant. Take it away. Um, one thing that I love about being in New York, there's about seven operators that are legal that you can use. Um, and 
as someone who loves to sports gamble or bet on sports, I have all seven. Um, <laughs> and, and so every single one of them trying to get new sports bettors uh, will offer bonuses or boosted odds or something to get either new uh, new bettors or just to get more money on uh, on the Super Bowl. So just be on the lookout for whatever state you're in. Uh, in New York, I, I tend to use I use all seven depending on what it is. Look for what the you know some of the boosted odds or some of the offers are, because you can get you can get plus a hundred or like hundred percent. So you're basically doubling your odds um, on some DraftKings. FanDuel might offer you some money. They might be you know if you win your bet some extra stuff. Um, so just look that look out for that, and then you can also just guarantee yourself some some money if you have the boosted odds, and then on a different operator, take the opposite side. Um, that's so. exactly, that's, that's the best point of all of this, Gib. Yeah. You can, the, the Super Bowl itself, just to, just to like reiterate what Gibby's saying, piggyback off him. The Super Bowl is a great place for these sports books to act like marketing companies and to bring in more people into their realm. It is not as much about making money on this one day. It is more about bringing people onto their site so that they spend the next 365 days there betting on other things and that come back next year on the Super Bowl yet again. So for these reasons, they are going to offer boosted odds on Patrick Mahomes to have 300 yards. Take it. And then go look on the other side and take Mahomes under 300 yards and just lock in some profit. It is the most brilliant thing you can do right now. Bet the they're, they're low limits, so just bet the limit. It's 25 or 50 bucks on a given line. Throw it down. Throw 25 on the other side. Make a little profit. Guarantee yourself some some wiggle room. It is line shopping. It is using multiple sports books. It is taking advantage of these promos. It is the most brilliant thing you can do going to this game when Gibby mentioned it to me offline I was like that is an absolute must topic for the discussion so I'm happy he mentioned it now and I my dumbass forgot um you also mentioned Gib that you thought there was going to be a lot more promos coming Sunday morning you're like there's going to be 10 times more of these so check your sites now for them to get ahead but also make sure you check Sunday morning for like the next wave of promotions because they will probably be there, whether it's DraftKings, whether it's FanDuel, whether it's points bets, whether it's Caesars, any of them. Please check them. Go to their boosted odds section. Go to their promos and see what they're offering and how you can pin them against each other. Yeah, uh, and just one more point on that. It's not just Sunday. I think every day from here, from Wednesday to Sunday, I know DraftKings every day has some kind of offer for the Super Bowl. And they're like limited okay. time boosted odds, right? Like Great. Uh, I, I told you yesterday. I took I took first time uh, first to score. Both teams were boosted to plus one fifty. So right. it's a guarantee win. I took the Chiefs plus one fifty. I am going to take the Eagles on a different operator. But it, it was only a limited time. They're not offering it anymore. So just check every day. They have some offer uh, to take advantage and guarantee yourself some some money. All right, I think that wraps us up for football, Gib. But do we want to quickly hit on Kyrie to the Mavs? What do we? we, got, what, we, do we got, what do we think? We got five minutes for this. All right. Well, I mean, technically, my show, The Advantage, is a breaking news sports betting show. I was feeling really under the weather when the news about Kyrie uh, came out to the Mavs. Uh, it wasn't the news that made me feel under the weather, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did notice that the odds shifted for the Mavericks to win the title from 
19 to 1 down to 14 to 1. The Nets went from like 8 to 1 to like 20 to 1. Um, obviously, we have a lot of trade deadline stuff coming tomorrow in the NBA. Maybe we should just save this discussion. Is there any value on the Mavs? Would you totally avoid that? Would you look for a look for the Mavs odds decreasing because a lot of public's coming in on them, so that might give you value elsewhere in the market? Like, how are we reading this? Are there any teams in the Western Conference of the NBA that you actually trust? The West is so open, but if I'm going to pick one team, it's going to be Denver, and I don't think this trade makes Dallas better than Denver right now. Um, so I don't, I don't actually think that this has any implications on championships or on the Western Conference. Um, I still like Denver out of the West, um, and that hasn't that hasn't changed since the Kyrie trade. But I did put a I did put a bet today on the game tonight. I think Kyrie is going to come out firing tonight. Yeah, Luke what, is out. What'd you, what'd you get the line at? Did you get the Did you get the eight? I I did you take the money line. No, I took player prop. This is strictly oh, okay. on This is strictly on Kyrie. Uh, I took an alternate points. I put thirty plus. I think he's coming out guns a blazing, letting everyone know he still got it. Why they traded for him, um, and I don't think the Clippers. I don't think Reggie Jackson can stay with him. So it's going to be a big game uh, for, for Kyrie, or that's how I'm, how I'm viewing it. Nobody in the NBA can stay with Kyrie. This man's got the ball on a string. He's an absolute wizard with his dribbles. He's most he's creative nice player ever, ever in NBA history. So much fun to watch, and then such a headache off the court. Uh, Braun getting it done last night, right? That was pretty exciting. Surprising. Uh, I, really, I really thought he was going to try and drag it out for another two days. Didn't think about the the trade deadline being Thursday. Should have known when he should when he showed up looking that fresh, seeing Jay Z courtside, his kids courtside. My man, my man was getting it that night. Everyone, everyone was like, he flew in people from Akron. There was there was giving extra seats to the media. My point was like, yo, Jay Z is in the building. He's getting it done in front of Hove. Like I, the the friends would have from Akron would have stayed two more days. The media would have been there Thursday too. Like the amount of celebrities that were there and the amount of people that showed up to watch Braun deliver on greatness. Like he looks at his courtside guys and he's like, "I got you." So uh, he did it. Uh, it very good. proud of him. It was very it was awesome. It was awesome. He, he's he's one of the greatest athletes, obviously, but personal hero of mine. But also, did you if you get a chance, get a chance to re- look at um, Kareem just posted an article or wrote an article about uh, LeBron passing him and what that means to him. It was actually pretty insightful, pretty pretty kind words for LeBron and talking about how they don't really have a relationship and why that is. And um, I think if you get a chance, just read it. It's kind of it's, – it's a nice thing that he wrote for, for LeBron and about the situation. I think that's a great way to wrap up the pod. I think I'm going to end this pod and go read some Kareem Abdul-Jabbar writing myself. It would not be the first time I've read some of Kareem's writing. He's actually a brilliant columnist. He's actually very well spoken with his with written words. So very he well talks about that words. in the article. <laughs> all right. Um, that will do it for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in with me throughout the NFL season. Remember to follow me on Twitter at mfiddle 14 And please subscribe to the podcast feed, The Advantage, colon, a breaking news sports betting show. I will be back there next week 
with an NBA podcast. Maybe it will be Gibby joining me. Thank you as always. Peace out. Don't be the